Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds um, just engaged in conversation and dialogue with one another and with each of you who are listening. Uh, Tracy, um, the last two conversations, well, just so many of the conversations, I shouldn't say two, so many of the conversations that we've had with others in the podcast, um, this has been so much of what we've, you and I have talked about through the whole process of equilibrium, you know, finding, mm-hmm. helping people find balance, dealing with dreams and goals and hopes, also dealing with grief and struggles, right. the equilibrium of all of that, finding balance in the uneven services of life. And um, you and, and your church have used uh, my book, Equilibrium. Um, so just talk to us about that, you know, how this plays oh, out, what it means to you guys. And as an example, because so many people are contacting me, talking to me, they're reading the book and they're just looking for ways to use it maybe as a, a small group, as a study guide together. So yeah, how does, how does that fit in this whole Next Step Leadership Podcast? Well, let me first say that uh, this is Chris's 11th book, and I feel like if I'm ever going to be a, um, a proponent or, a, for lack of a better word, a salesperson for something, then I wouldn't want to recommend something that I haven't used. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like it lends credibility to say, well, you know, if I'm going to talk about uh, a particular car, I drive a Prius. Well, if, I, if I'm going to talk about this, I need to drive those. I need to have it. So, um, equilibrium is not just an idea or a book. Uh, and when I say to you that, you know, I've read Chris's books, I, and I have, that this one I just thought when I was reading the manuscript, having a conversation with you to say, Chris, one thing I see with this one, it's 31 chapters. Uh, you start thinking about, well, you could do devotions because there's a lot of months. What, four times a year, there are 31 days in a month. You know, every quarter there's a 31-day month. Then I start thinking about, well, what are ways that we could leverage that as a person who cares about discipleship and and helping people um, deal with life? Well, so what we decided to do was over the summertime, I needed a curriculum, for lack of a better word, a a guide. A curriculum is just all that is, is a roadmap for we're just helping people Mm -hmm. Uh, formulate ways to grow and to learn and de- develop, uh, you know, lesson plans around. Well, I said, Chris, I don't have. I remember coming and said, I, I don't have thirty-one weeks. And thirty-one weeks. Uh, let's just face it. There's nobody does a thirty-one week series on anything anymore. We usually do four to six weeks. But over the course of a summer, we we just did the math and said, well, golly, we have eleven weeks if we count the one that we start as a kickoff. We've got basically ten. So I said, well, Chris, do this for me. Uh, imagine you could take the book Equilibrium and break it up into perhaps ten, or you can give me the top ten, or you can aggregate them together. <clears throat> and I was kind of surprised. 
when you brought back the next day, you said, well, I thought about that, and you had aggregated them together. Uh, it looked like it was like by common threads and said, mm-hmm. well, these are similar to this, is similar to this, is similar to this, and you could do these on the first night and these on the second night. And I literally took that and put dates beside it. And now we're, um, we're gosh, we're over halfway through. Uh, we're maybe right at the halfway point. We're starting with week six uh, next week. And we're seeing some good results. And so I would love to talk through this as a tool to help other groups use equilibrium as a curriculum piece or a guide or a small groups guide. So um, how did you come about putting those? It seemed like you were putting them together, uh, you know, according to topic. Is that what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the whole theme of equilibrium is is balance balance out these extremes of life things we're experiencing and healthy spiritual practices you know those first two um believe in the big and be faithful in the little so let's put those two together and you know so that's uh one example of how you can turn that into a lesson let's dream let's believe let's have hope Mm. but uh where does that begin with the small things, the quiet things, the calm things. And and so just going through all of that, um, looking at each part of the journey, how they fit, and how we believe that this is needed in today's culture. Um, because race, relationally issues um, that are out of balance, uh, academically things are out of balance, economically, uh, so many things are off balance and going in different directions. Um, so as as a study guide, as a devotional, as curriculum, putting them all into one place, mm. and not only reading this book as an individual, but with others and learning together. Um, yeah, so that was our hope. Well, well, for example, one week, and I'm just kind of randomly pulling these together, you put together hit, pause, listen well, rest well. Then you went on and said, you know, schedule time for nothingness and exercise the body. That was the one that I had the most. And what I did with that was I realized that we basically have an hour format. Mm -hmm. And what we've chosen to do is to highlight a couple of those. So the way I've done it is as I've gone through the book, um, well, I didn't put the books in everybody's hands. I let people buy the book. Now, if I had it to do it over again, maybe if I had a small group of 10 people, then everybody would get a copy of the book and we would read it together. And if I were doing a group, um, let's say that met every other week or even once a week, we might go through one chapter at a time and talk about that. If it was a weekly group, we would definitely do that. But if it were like once or twice a month, we might be covering a uh, each week a chapter, but when we got together, talk about two chapters. So mm. we were kind of, the way you broke it down, I was given at least two chapters, sometimes three or four, uh, to put together uh, so that we covered everything in the book, which was attractive to me. Well, what I do is I will quote you. I will take out, uh, and I literally just uh, start typing out the words from I'm reading from the text there, and I'll just verbatim. Then I will read it because I like to do the, the dramatic reading anyway, uh, and I don't go into Chris Maxwell voice, I promise. Um, <laughs> so I don't mimic you, but I do read your words with passion and pause, and I'll occasionally stop and add in my own emphasis. And then I add my own little thoughts to that. Uh, just a few, and then I take questions, some of which are in the book, because there's some great questions in the book, um, and then I'll start asking like large group questions, because in my particular case on Wednesday nights, we have uh, 50 or 60 in, mm-hmm. the, in the room, but it's important to notice that 
You've seen it. We have them aggregated or sitting around tables of six to eight. And then what I have, and I don't have table leaders that I've trained to do this, but we have developed a culture of table talk. So we don't have to do that necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I, when I, I'll have like, I'll throw out a general question and I'll let people answer those questions around the room with a roving mic or I'll repeat what they say. And then I will hone in on the, usually there are three points that you make in a chapter. And then I'll throw those up on the screen. I use, I create a little PowerPoint um, and I'll put those on the screen and then I'll throw in the questions, most of which are in the book. Sometimes I'll play off of that and add my own and then get them talking amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And what happens in that is the real application of it all where they're, you know, they're, they're going through, okay, this is, um, this is what, how this relates to my life and they can go a little bit deeper. I wasn't sure just being honest, Chris, how that would work out. Would, would people open up? Because they're not assigned these groups every week. Well, here's what's happened. Probably 50% of them have bought the book mm-hmm. and they're reading through it. So they kind of come in with the pump already primed a bit and they're sharing. But I've been, well, they kind of sit at the same tables for the most part uh, anyway. But the level of sharing. I feel like every time I ask a question, I have to cut them off before they're done. Like I'm being a meanie by doing Mm -hmm. that, but they're having such rich conversations that I'm asking less and less questions. So I I need to have another chance to do this again because I'm getting better at it from week to week. (laughs) Well, what about that that group of uh, chapters and topics related to pause? How, how does that play out with you guys and how do you emphasize that and how can it help those who are listening uh, to the podcast. Well, that one, we um, we talk about how, okay, we're in such a hurry. Life is so frenetic and frantic. And we seem to take our cues from such a rapidly changing, you know, we microwave this. We want instant that. We get mad when the, when the uh, internet connection is just the least bit slow. and The download's not happening fast enough. And how... It's just crucial in life that we take time to stop the madness. You know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, that, that hurry is not of the devil. Hurry is the devil. And we basically take the time to give space for God to speak. So if he so chose, if I don't take the time to, to spend time, I can say to my wife, Lisa, Lisa, I love you. But if I never give her, our relationship time to talk and to listen and an unhurried time. I think that's important too. When we say pause, not just stop for a second, you know, like quickly pause, but, but to give uh, unhurried time where we might walk, we might have a meal, we might just uh, be in the car riding together, but we, we take the time to listen to each other. And ask questions and clarify and whatnot. So I think for podcast listeners, uh, we've got to take the time to stop. I, I think about the word Selah. If you've read the book of Psalms, and you'll see that word S-E-L-A-H. And it means to pause. It means to stop and to think and to relax. And if we'll do that, we're creating space for, well, I think I like to think of it this way. I set apart so I don't come apart. You know, I don't fall apart. I set apart some time. 
uh, so that I don't come apart. I said I come apart from other things so that I don't come apart in in my interior, in my own psyche, or my my spiritual life. Um, and for me, that looks like a quiet time in the morning, reading scripture and praying, uh, sometimes journaling. Um, sometimes it's a walk at the park five minutes down the road for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour. Um, but it's got to be time. Uh, my pastor a couple weeks ago said, you know, I need you as a staff to set apart time to think, to think, just to process, because it's not just about practice that makes perfect. No, it's the rehearsed practice. It's the evaluated, assessed uh, practice that makes makes all the difference. Boy, mm. we, and we all need it. I know I do. Even writing about it and teaching about it, I need to practice it and apply it much better. Well, I think of another one. Um, when we were together a couple of weeks ago, uh, this was a cool thing. Uh, we were talking about listening well. And that was the chapter. And I got into the whole deal, and I could just see this one lady at the one table that just lit up. And, well, come to find out, she was new to me, so I didn't know what her vocation was. But then she gave some answers. She said, yeah, when she, you need to actively listen. You need to, to uh, she said, you know, even your body language. She started getting that. And I'm going, I'm immediately, ding, 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 she's a counselor. And I said, I asked her, I said, what do you do for a living? She said, I, I'm a counselor at the school. I said, I knew that because she was just saying some of the very things you said in the book, but she took it to the next step and said, okay, well, how can we do that? And just so resonated with her. That's the one thing that I found about equilibrium. I thought I knew before that it was so um, relevant to where we live. It was so, we're all in these, these juxtapositions, these tensions in life hit us all where we live. And maybe not every chapter hits everyone equally the same, but you don't have to read more than one or two to realize, wait a minute, these all apply to me. These are not foreign. These are not things I'm reading for someone else. Oh no, these apply to me. So the engagement has been phenomenal. And I will say this, Chris, we have had five weeks of pause I'm sorry, of equilibrium. We've paused for equilibrium, uh, but of equilibrium on small groups on Wednesday nights, and our attendance has been, in its summertime, our attendance has been very, very, very stable, and almost nobody misses. And if they're in town, they do not miss. Uh, so I'm loving that it's that meaningful. Um, so uh, yeah, it's working for us in that regard. That's great. What are some of the others that have been uh, topics that you feel like, yeah, this is healthy for all of us in this season? One week we did these three. We said, be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer. Now, what I loved about this one is that that is a scripture, that it's literally taken three parts of a scripture verse where Paul said, hey, we got to learn to be joyful in hope. And we talked about that. And I remember sharing and we talked because in that chapter, there's you know some death involved. There's you know people going through calamity, people going through challenges. Well, you see, in my small groups, I've got small group leaders who had a stroke this year. 
and are back to fully functioning, who just last week realized that they, they, they may or may not be able to have the surgery that they need to move forward. And it's been incredible to see them be joyful in hope. That's not just words on a page. I've got people in the room that we all know or we're getting to know. And that's not just their, uh, their mindset. That's their story. That's their experience. And patient and affliction, Wow, nobody wanted to be patient. I had to poll the audience. Nobody was looking forward to that. But learning somehow to be faithful in the midst of and, and letting God help us to, to wait on him. And then the last one was in that series was to be faithful in prayer. And I remember that night we ended up having prayer time around the tables where they shared some specific things that had been unearthed in this time of, yeah, hey, I was joyful in hope here. I'm patient affliction. Well, let's talk about those. And we let them just pray over specific things, and we closed out the night in prayer. Well, you know, I can't be at every table, so I don't know specifically how impactful it was, but I can tell you this. Nobody's rushing for the exits when we're done, and we're seeing them, like as I said, uh, meet together, and true community is happening because they're praying for each other, and, you know, so each week is a little different. Oh, by the way, one other thing we've done is I've added some food to the mix. Mm. Yeah. So I remember one time we had these little bunt cakes that they made at one of the local bakeries here in town. Uh, another time we had watermelon. And next week we're going to do homemade ice cream, brother. It's going to be awesome. Mm. Yeah. You might need to come back for that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, where's my invitation? <laughs> <laughs> you have a standing invitation, my friend. And Tracy, what are some thoughts that you can give to people who have not read the book, but they, but they are considering it and they're looking for ways to bring this, you know, the whole mindset that we have in Next Step Leadership of mentoring others, using this as a, as a guide to walk through the journey together. Um, yeah. What are some sure. ways that you can give guidance in that? Yeah. Well, uh, here I... Don't hear me trying to sell books. But on the other hand, I do want this message out there. And the main way for that is is through the books. And uh, so here's the deal. Coming out of COVID, we are all trying to find equilibrium, you know, that, that safe footing. Uh, trying to, to come because the surfaces of life are definitely uneven and they're different. They're fresh, they're different, and they're challenges. Now, we don't have to be swallowed up by that. We don't have to be uh, without hope and patience in that. But we definitely need uh, to navigate that. I think that the best way to navigate that is not alone. So the best way to use this material or this book, and particularly the Equilibrium book, Chris, you could use any of the Paul's books the same way, and I have in classes, but this is the one, because we're coming out and this message is so relevant, and these are like sound bites. These are The chapters are short enough, but they're engaging enough, and the truths are there, um, that you rehearse this together in community with someone else, sharing the specifics, praying for each other, encouraging each other through that. Uh, and I'm, what I'm describing is a small group. Now, that can be two people or it could be half a dozen people. Uh, if I were doing it perfectly, I would have myself and five other people around a round table doing it on a weekly basis in a perfect world. Well, that may not work. You may be doing it through Zoom uh, with, with three people or two people. It doesn't really matter. Um, but what we want to do is to distill it down into these these uh, sizable 
or, or not too large chunks where you're thinking through this and you're processing it together and then you're internalizing it because it's all right out of Scripture. It's all using what God says, but it's very, very practical with a, just a couple of pointers on ways we can get better at that. Uh, and the stories, uh, if, if those aren't your stories, then you've got stories that can relate to that. It's very easy. It primes the pump for that kind of sharing. And I find that then when we turn into each other and we lift each other up and we pray for each other, and yes, we hold each other accountable and we encourage each other in that, that life change is starting to be fostered in, in our equilibrium groups. Man, that's so good, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you and, and your team for, for using the book and for passing it along to others. And uh, I think we need that um, in all of life seasons. But it's, like you were saying, especially now during this, this season of uncertainty. So uh, those of who are listening, um, again, you can go to my website, chrismaxwell.me. You can go to Amazon. You can contact me. You can contact Tracy. Uh, you can um, purchase the book Equilibrium um, in bulk or individually, however you would like to. But um, yeah, pass the word around and invite others to find balance in all of life's uncertainty and uneven surfaces um, because we do want to uh, experience this Christ life together um, in the middle of the chaos (laughs) and find ways to make our next steps our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Yeah.